Hello, and welcome to the Your Love Stories podcast. Today is Friday, January 17th, 2020. I'm here with Dick, who met his wife, Dorothy, when they were in their 20s. It was in the spring of 1956, and they've been married for 60 years. And you mentioned that you met at college. What college was? Cornell University. Was it Cornell? Okay, and where's Cornell University? Ithaca, New York. Ithaca, okay. I grew up in New Jersey, and she grew up in uh, Flushing, New York. Flushing. And we both born in Brooklyn. Oh. So we're, we're East Coast, we're New Yorkers. Okay. And... Uh, and you, she, it was her freshman year. Yep, and my junior year. Okay. And did you say that you were studying architecture? Did no, I, I'm, no, I was studying civil engineering. Oh. Which is sort of related to architecture. Okay. You know, the architects say, what do we need civil engineering for? We just look up the formulas. We say, you guys can't do anything but make it look right. we got to make it so it doesn't leak or, or settle or <laughs> fall down. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you do need each other. <laughs> and you were, it was your junior year at Cornell. Right. And she started her freshman year. And she started in the civil engineering yes. class. And you mentioned that she was one of the first female well, classes? Yes. Um, yeah, the, the, the story I like to tell, which I think I told you that you remembered. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a junior uh, in the spring semester, somewhere in there, in the spring semester. And I was standing in the hall of the civil engineering building, which is classic Ivy League, red brick Ivy, and, you know, and talking to one of the professors. And, and this good-looking girl comes walking down the hall holding her books, and she was going somewhere. And I said to the professor, just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of rolled his eyes and said, well, she's one of the first two uh, women to enroll in, in civil engineering. That's great. And uh, he said, holy mackerel. And then we said, How's that going to work? Because after the freshman year, after the sophomore year, uh, we all had to go to a summer camp, which was uh-huh. right after the term, or right at the beginning of the next term, I don't forget what, uh-huh. in upstate New York. And we ran a geographic survey of, of, the, of the town that was actually used by the geological survey. So, I mean, it was serious business, but we mm-hmm. had to use everything we learned and, and all of that stuff. Well. In the camps, uh-huh. we lived in tents, oh. know, and it was totally male. Right. So then we're saying, well, how how are women going to fit in there? I mean, <laughs> what are we going to do? And, and he was kind of rolling his eyes and saying, yeah, yeah, that's that's we we don't know how we're going <laughs> to deal with this. So um, that was when I first saw her. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. I mean, she did not know who. She, I was just another male in the, yeah. <laughs> and she went on by. But he gave me her name, and and um, the custom at Cornell was, in those days, um, if you wanted to meet a co-ed, it was a three to one male to, to female ratio. So it was pretty nice with the girls. <laughs> right. Pretty pretty competitive for the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. the the protocol, unstated, not written, just looked up her name in the directory and called her. 
-huh. and asked her if she'd like to go to coffee at the Strait, which was the student union. Okay. And that was always good because neither one of us were committed to anything. We could go and get acquainted and say hello. And, mm -hmm. and it's not like going to a bar and having right. to make impressions or you right. went and sat and had, had coffee or whatever and talked. And she told me about her background and I told her about mine. And then we went home for the see, I'll see you in the fall. And, oh. and, uh, then, um, so you just had the one time that you I had... don't remember whether it was just the once or the twice. I don't remember taking her on a date, though, in my fr her freshman year. Her freshman year, okay. Although, this is where her memory gets dim. Sure. Uh, somewhere along the way, and it must have been in her... No, it had to have been the sophomore year. So we, so I, I looked her up again in the sophomore year. Okay, hello. I, she had... Um, in the meantime, that summer worked as a draftsman at Western Electric. You did. You no, were. she did. She did. Uh, yeah, I had worked at, after my freshman year, Union Carbide, and I'm not sure which years were which. Mm -hmm. um, but at any rate, I came back. So that was her junior year and my mm -hmm. fifth year. Uh -huh. And then um, by that time, we were dating a little more seriously. And okay. So somewhere along in there, as we were going after that point, um, she, I remember she did say, okay, what do you have in mind? <laughs> said, Let's figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got pinned. You're, you're okay. familiar with that? Mm -hmm. So we did get pinned, and I don't remember what year that was. Mm -hmm. um, and but you were dating exclusively. At yeah, that at that point we said, okay, we're committing. It's kind of a pre-engagement. Sure. Um, and got pinned. So when she went home, oh, I have to back up. Okay. To get home from Ithaca to New York was a six-hour drive. There was no interstates or anything like that. The f first time I met her mother was some other guy who had a car. Not too many of us had cars, so uh -huh. we, I guess his girlfriend and my girlfriend, Dorothy uh, drove, drove down and we went to New York first to drop Dorothy off and her mother met her at, at some place, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Grand Central Station or wherever. We, so anyway, we pulled up to the curb and Dorothy got out and I got out and, and her mother was standing there looking as stormy and as angry as, you know, just oh. as you could imagine. Oh, no. And, and she, she was really angry that her daughter was in a car with with some other boys coming home from from For Cornell. That. Okay. And, and she, she didn't like that at all. She didn't want her daughter in a car with two boys? Yeah, and I think there was another girl there. Yeah, but yeah. still. How else was she going to get home? Uh, <laughs> well, take an airplane. or uh, <laughs> She tried that one time. You know, they had DC-3s out of this. She said she got so sick, she wasn't going to go on a DC-3 again ever. Oh, I can't uh, imagine. Yeah. Is it tiny? Oh, yeah, they're the original Douglas, the, the tail down, one engine. No, I guess they had two engines on, on the wing. They were a little... That would be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared to what they have now, and that's what. So she took the train a couple times, and other times, yeah. I don't know how she got down there until later on, when her mother 
grudgingly accepted me. <laughs> I, I drove her down. So, you know, yeah. somewhere in there that all uh, took place. It was okay. But, so anyway, that was... So then was terrifying. <laughs> so I said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> so now, fast forward, she comes home with a pin. Oh. Guess what? Her mother blew her stack again. <laughs> what are you doing? She number one, she didn't want her to marry me because I was marrying outside the faith. I wasn't German. Oh. I wasn't Lutheran, okay. and I wasn't stout like she liked her men. I was skinny as a stick, <laughs> and I was sickly, and she was going to have to take care of me the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. So she did not approve. <laughs> <laughs> so she raised hell with Dorothy and told her that she didn't want to see that that pin anymore. Oh. And Dorothy was very upset, and she was out, uh, and she went out just walking just walking and blindly and her father came out with the car and, and tracked her down mm -hmm. and said come on get in and then I remember she telling me his advice said you don't have to tell her everything you know <laughs> 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 he was a little more sympathetic mm -hmm. uh, not that he was a, a, a glad hander or you know pat on the back type right and, and again he was a good sturdy north German so, uh, and um, so, at any rate, <laughs> she had to get the pin back, but we we were still pinned. So when she was up there, she wore the pin, and okay. and so then, by by the time we got to the fifth or sixth year, mm -hmm. uh, her mother, you know, <laughs> gave up. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, well, were you so were you still in college when you got engaged? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was your. It must have been our senior year. Her her fourth year. Her and your fourth sixth year, year, my sixth year. Yeah. Do you remember how you proposed? No. <laughs> <laughs> because it just all kind of, you know, drifted along. Uh huh. And uh, as I re I didn't I did not get a ring. I didn't. I couldn't afford a ring. Okay. Yeah. And I, I didn't get down on my knee and uh -huh. and do all that romantic stuff. Okay. Uh, I, there, there's a picture that I have behind the library, down on the library slope where there's a bench there. And when we went back for a reunion, one, somebody took a picture of Dorothy and me there. And I'm pulling her over and she's kind of resisting. <laughs> and I think that's where we, we, we agreed. You know, because she said, what do you have in mind here? I mean, let's get off with it. <laughs> and I said, well, okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll do this. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so, and you did want win her mother over eventually. Yeah, yeah. How did you do well, that? Um, grudgingly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, she was one over and she was going to have a, a big blowout party and oh my God. And then her father came to her daughter and said, why don't you just elope? <laughs> and, her, <Yeah. laughs> and her mother got wind of that and he said, she said, in effect, hell no. <laughs> and it was her party all the way. Yeah. You know, Dorothy and I were just, you know, the, the excuse and okay. uh, showed up and, and uh, you know, did, did, and that was nice. I mean, she did. A, a they, big, they really did. A big wedding celebration. A nice, a nice, a nice wedding. And she... I had several job offers during that sixth year. Mm -hmm. Union Carbide was after me. I'd worked for them for one summer, but I said, 
there's no place for me to work. You know, why would a civil engineer go to a chemical company? But Shell Oil gave me a really nice offer to go down and work in the, in the oil fields in Louisiana. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, that sounded good, you know, hadn't been down there. So, um, right after we were married, we went on our honeymoon to Cape May, New Jersey for a week, came back, packed up, and uh, we kissed our parents goodbye, and her mother stood there and cried and said, I think she thought she'd never see her daughter again. <laughs> Going to where? Louisiana? Where is that? <laughs> it's not that far. <laughs>
uh, when when uh, Union Carbide said we got the perfect job for you, I was ready to listen. <laughs> That's when you went to back to New York. <laughs> That's when we went back to back to the United States. <laughs> back back to Buffalo and uh, did you know? Uh, and then I got into jobs that had a lot of travel to it, and that mm. you know those were issues, and we had to move several times, and mm -hmm. um, you know those are all life's events and mm -hmm. uh, stress and but then we had two kids and, mm -hmm. and they grew up in Ohio uh, a beautiful place in Ohio Aurora outside of Cleveland and um, the uh, we never talked about it but it, we just drifted into into roles mm -hmm. that, that were very complimentary uh -huh. she, um, she took care of the house it was her house mm -hmm. and um, um, you know I did I did the you know, the, the take out the garbage type work. <laughs> right. Yeah, cut, cut the grass. I don't think she'd cut a plate of grass in her life. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I brought home the money, mm -hmm. but the rest of it was, you know, her domain. Right. And even to this day, when she went over to the health center, uh -huh. it's her house. I go in, it's the way she had it. It's uh -huh. her stuff. Uh -huh. I haven't changed it. And, uh, you know, I have no interest in, in changing it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it, it worked out worked out well. One of my favorite uh, questions to ask is, um, what was your favorite meal that Dorothy would meal? Uh -huh. What was your favorite thing that she made for you? Well, I never was one of these people that that lived to eat. You know, I yeah. ate to live. Yeah. Uh, again, coming out of the out of the Depression era mm -hmm. and um, in the Second World War, we ate kind of routine stuff mm -hmm. plus my parents she was english and uh, they were i mean the english english culture as opposed to the german culture mm -hmm. now her mother oh god she loved to cook and i bet and, she could make some great food oh my god that was another incentive for me to drive out of new jersey take drive up to the lincoln tunnel drive across drive across manhattan drive up to the 59th street but drive out northern boulevard to flushing and and not only see Dorothy, but her mother would load up. Go oh, eat this food, eat this food. <laughs> and I was at the age where I could eat that food. I thought, oh my God, that, this is. <laughs> um, yeah, she was not like her mother in terms of making a big to do, but she was a very very good cook. But I I guess one that came down and the boys always said was a favorite, and that I that sticks in my mind. Is as funny as it sounds, was her meatloaf. Mm. She, she made, you know, you couldn't couldn't beat it. It was, yeah. you know, it was just tasty and and uh, good home cooked. Yeah, good home cooked meal. And, you know, we ate our dinners and uh, and tried to instill manners in our boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, family dinners every yeah. evening. Yeah. yeah, but but everything she made was was good. Oh, good. And uh, did you cook at all for her? No. Did nothing on the grill or? Oh yeah, um, she got me to grill, and I got to the, again. I got to the point where I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like to grill. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't fun for me. It was mm -hmm. something. I mean, it wasn't a drag. It wasn't, you know. But I think I was destined to be a civil engineer because when I was a kid, I remember, I remember distinctly at least one summer. It might have been more than one. Um, they were not too far from where we lived. 
or, or just in that area, they were coming through and putting in new curbs. Mm -hmm. Well, unlike today where they take and roll it out from the concrete truck and then uh, on a drive-up form, these were granite blocks that were set with mortar, so the more like brickwork, and so it was very labor intensive, and mm -hmm. and I guess they, they might have also been doing storm sewers and mm -hmm. some I don't know, but I would go out and and watch them, just watch, just watch, watch yeah. them build, and yeah. and they they got used to me there, and and yeah. uh, you know, and then I'd fetch water for them, and, <laughs> and, uh, and and I thought that was you know pretty neat how they were doing all that stuff, and yeah, so. There you go. <laughs> Destiny. To each his own. I don't cook, but I like to watch him put granite yeah. side. Build curbs a curb. Build a curb. <laughs> You're not going to watch a cooking show. No. But geez. you would watch a building a curb show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and watching these buildings go up around here, I look at them and I say, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then I go to the grill. Covered in my golf clubs, and, <laughs> and um, by that time she was showing a lot of problems with Parkinson's, and mm -hmm. so that's what prompted us to move here. Mm -hmm. So, but still, we we'd go for long walks, and she would always get um, it was PBS, I guess, Channel Twenty. Mm -hmm. you know, sure. They they came out with a thing every month with all the shows, mm -hmm. so she'd go through and check all the shows we were going to watch. <laughs> And I, I tell them that my job was to record them. Okay. So I would record them. Uh-huh. And then we'd sit down in the couch, and she'd sit down there, and she'd say, sit here, sit here. And uh, so we'd just sit, you know, and watch shoulder shows. to shoulder and okay. watch watch the show and, mm -hmm. you know, just simple stuff like that. Yeah. Enjoy uh, your time, your life yeah. together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was a long relationship, and it, and, uh. I read somewhere, and it's true. What makes a relationship last is uh, mutual respect and and uh, consideration. Yeah, that's important. That's what makes it work. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you. I think that wasn't too painful. <laughs> no, no. I, I enjoy talking about it. It's, yeah. It's a nice, nice memories. And, yeah. A yeah, lot, lot, lot more memories. And, uh, so. I really appreciate you sharing your story with me. Thank you to today's guests and all of my friends and family who have helped me create this podcast, including my husband, John. You're welcome. My daughter, Hallie, for creating the cover art and helping with my website. And my son, Duncan, for writing, recording, and producing the music. You can hear more of Duncan's music under the name DJDK in iTunes or your favorite streaming service. This podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me. And please subscribe so you can hear the new episodes that will be out on Mondays. We always appreciate a five-star rating, and all feedback is welcome. If you'd like us to read your story, send it to us on email at yourlovestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please visit our website at yourlovestoriespodcast.com.